0: Hi friends, and welcome to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 204. Our guest today has decades of experience of law enforcement and personal security in Wellington, Florida. He founded Gold Shield Industries, which offers high net worth clients security at both Wellington showgrounds and their personal farms, as well as corporate events all over West Palm County. I thought it would be interesting to have him come on with his years of experience in a very horse-prevalent community in terms of security. So without further ado, please welcome our guest today, Jay Hart. Well, I would love to hear how you first kind of found yourself in the equestrian world, because I have a feeling it's a little bit different than maybe some of our guests we've had on before.
1: Yes, it sure is. So, I i uh, am a retired police officer. I was a police officer for 30 years. During my tenure as a police officer, though, I did have a stint in the mounted unit. So, I was on a horse. I took care of a horse. Uh, I went to the police Olympics and really fell in love with horses at that time. Ironically, because I did live in Wellington, I had a lot of connections in Wellington, and a lot of people knew that I was in security industry And I was just approached by a a homeowner out there, somebody who owns a a large farm, and asked me if I could basically just start uh, securing their property and uh, driving through their property and making sure everything is safe with the horses and uh, with the people that live there, et cetera, et cetera. And that's kind of how I got started, just because of my default, what I did for a living, and the fact that I actually lived in Wellington and knew a lot of people and uh, was just asked to do this.
0: Okay, so rewind. I am so interested about your mounted experience. Like, how did you get into it? What is that process like to do that? Like, do they just ask if someone's interested, or like, how does that even come to be? And and who gets to be a part of that?
1: Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. The way how I got involved was I was working the streets, and it was uh, Christmas time, and I saw the mounted unit. They were patrolling the parking lots of plazas during. Uh, the holidays, and I just thought, you know I've never been on a horse before, but that looks like a cool job, yeah, so at the time, it was probably several months later, there was an opening ironically in the uh, unit, and myself and fifteen other people applied for that for that uh, position, and so they basically, just interview you and it has a lot to do with personality, how you treat people, how you talk to people, your appearance and Um, has nothing to do with your ability to ride horses because they wanted to teach you their way anyway. And sometimes once I got in and I was chosen, they they had indicated that it's better that somebody doesn't know how to ride a horse because they come typically with a lot of bad habits. And those habits are hard to break. So I went in green and I was just wide open to learning how to ride a horse and how to, uh, to, to be safe on a horse. But yet if I needed to be in crowd control, I was um I was taught how to do that as well with the horse and basically using your horse as the extension of yourself.
0: Oh, that is so cool. I've always been interested in that because it seems like those units are like so needed, but so specific. And I figured there was it's not like anyone and any everyone could just be a part of that unit. So that's so cool.
1: Right. Yeah. So it was fun. I, I was in there for several years and then Uh, You know, being in the sun every day because my assignment was actually Jupiter Beach. Um, So we were on the beach almost every day and it it just took a toll.
0: Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So from that point on, where was life kind of taking you between then and then when you started Gold Shield Industries?
1: So I had only been a cop for about four years at that point, three or four years. Uh, Then I went back to road patrol. And from there, I went into Colombian money laundering. I went into narcotics, undercover work. um, And I did uh, mostly Colombian money laundering. And I did that undercover until I was promoted to lieutenant. And then from lieutenant, I was promoted to captain. And at the end of my career, I was the captain uh, in charge of Wellington.
0: Wow. That's amazing. What, I mean, what kind of sticks out in your head as like some of the, high points and and the reasons why you, you know, love your career and kept doing what you were doing and what were some times that were major challenges?
1: So the challenges I would say uh, was internal. Um, There's always, you know, there's a lot of stress being a cop, but a lot of the stress comes from the internal politics, if you will. You know, a lot of, uh, what should I say, very dominant men and women in that field. And so there's a lot, sometimes there's friction, there's competition, somebody's trying to get a position. So I I would say that the low points are, you know, some of the friction that went on that we had to see. Um, The high points was, you know, when I was probably in Columbia money laundering and we were able to, you know, week after week, take a million dollars off the streets of drug money, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, following these different people around from, Miami to West Palm Beach, and that was probably the, the, the most fun I had on my career.
0: Definitely. Um, tell me a little bit about Gold Shield Industries and how it came to be, why you decided to put that together.
1: So, uh, Somewhere along the 15th or 16th year of my career, I was asked to you know, secure one of these farms and, and basically just drive through and and be their eyes and ears as security. So I realized at that time, I really needed to start my own company. Um, and then I was hired by a very high profile rock and roll legend, who I still have as a client. And so I had all these retired cops that were looking you know, to do something with their downtime since they were retired. So um, I reached out and you know, at some point, my company grew to about 20, 25 retired cops. And all these guys were and girls, were people that I've known for 20, 25 years. I knew what they were like on the street. I knew how they handled people. I knew their, their personality, and I knew that they would fit in with my philosophy as far as Gold Shield Industries. So that's really how I got started, I, it, which kind of came to me. And then, you know, I was able to build a company from that and, and beginning uh, and start getting more work from the different people within the community.
0: What would you say are some of your, like, main services that you provide?
1: So the main services is basically executive protection, you know, where we are with someone that is high profile or high net worth, and they just want us at their parties, Um, whether it's a jewelry party or a party on a farm, they want uh, a presence there of security so that would be the majority of what we do. It's just being having a presence, whether we're in a suit and tie or we're in a polo shirt that says Gold Shield Industries on it. We'll, uh, we'll be there. And it, it, because we're all retired law enforcement, we know what to look for. We know how to uh, just kind of stay in the background and observe.
0: In your, in your experience, what would you say you know, goes behind the scenes to create a top system like this?
1: it's mostly knowing what to do and react when something happens. We know something happens if there's a fight, if there's somebody stealing something, then we don't even have to think twice about what action we're going to take next. Without security, the average person doesn't really know what to do next other than call 911. And you know, time is, is not your friend when you're dealing with crime and you're dealing with something that's happening right now. You need someone to act now and you need them to know exactly what to do. And so with my staff and myself, whatever happens, we've probably seen that a dozen times in our life, in our careers. We don't even have to think twice about what we're going to do. We just do it. We act upon it. We, we will make something happen and you know we will at some point probably call nine one one to get the law enforcement involved. Right. But until that time, we will secure the scene. We will make sure that everyone is safe, and we'll get people. Um, we know what to say when we do call nine one one. We know how to get the cops there faster, and uh, and get something done. And we can describe in more detail what's happening because we're not as nervous as the average person because we're used to these events, we're used to things happening very rapidly, very quickly, and we're having to articulate it over the radio you know, when we were you know, on duty. So now it's just a matter of articulating it uh, over the phone to a 911 dispatcher as to exactly what's happening.
0: I don't know about you, but I think I spend more time focusing on my animal's nutrition than my own. Since 1985, with roots dating back to 1842, Manapro has been committed to providing high quality, nutritionally wholesome feeds, supplements, and treats for your animals. As a company comprised of animal lovers just like us, Manapro understands the desire to provide your animals with the very best. Their passion is happy, healthy pets, and they are the trust partner in providing just that if you haven't checked out mana pro before make sure you do their website is mana.pro.com, m-a-n-n-a-p-r-o.com i get all of my treats there my horses absolutely love them but they have other stuff for other animals not just for horses so make sure you go check them out they are absolutely incredible so thank you so much mana pro all right let's get back to the episode With all of your experience in Wellington, what would you say is the importance of security and, you know, for farms and horse property in, in regard to, I mean, what type of barn, you know, would need these type of services? Who would be kind of your ideal client, especially since you have been a part of this scene for so long?
1: So I guess the ideal client is someone who has very expensive horses on their property, has very expensive tack gear, and they, they don't want to take a chance on anyone coming on the property, especially if they're in competition. There's a lot of, well, there's a lot of competition within the horse industry, as Mm -hmm. you can imagine. And there's been instances, instances where your horse has been drugged. And then when you win a competition and then they test your horse, somebody has come to property the night before and slipped your horse something that's going to test positive. So that's one of the reasons just to keep your horses secure, to make sure nobody ever gets over that fence into the barn and gives your horse something that is going to make them test positive. Uh, So that's one, one reason. The other is just to secure all your tack gear and to make sure nothing leaves that property. That whatever you have stays on the property because once something is stolen, it is so difficult to get it back, whether it be a horse or tack gear or, or equipment.
0: Definitely. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of the reality of having someone like you versus, um, you know, cameras can only do so much um, at the end of the day. Either, you know, something had been done or something was taken. Cameras don't do all that much for, for, that, for those problems.
1: Right. And what we suggest when we come on the property or if I do a, a, a quick survey, we always suggest everyone take take pictures of everything they have, all their tack gear, uh, saddles and and bridles and the horses and any tattoos that are on the horses, uh, the equipment, write down serial numbers, anything that we can trace and, and, and actually track down. In the event that something does get stolen, it's just easier. It's really hard to track down something that has no VIN number, has no markings, has no way to identify it, whether it's a motorcycle, little scooters, whatever it is. We, the more information, the more pictures you have, the more markings you have on it, that if we do come upon it somewhere like at the horse show, then we can look at this picture and say, you know what, there's that, that little star that they have underneath the, uh, the fender there it is. That's the same scooter. That's the same motorcycle. So anything like that, we try to suggest to do just to, you know, what's yours is yours. You want to keep it and in the event that it does get stolen. You want to be able to get it back.
0: Yeah, that's good advice. Um, Are you on the showgrounds a lot or are you primarily working, um, you know, at the private farms?
1: Both. Both. I I do have a client that I do go to the showgrounds on the weekends Um, she's high profile, so I'm there with her from time to time. But yeah, so I'm very familiar with the showgrounds and, you know, again, several of the farms within Wellington area.
0: What would you say is an area of the industry that you are passionate about that you feel like the rest of the equestrian community either just doesn't know a lot about or doesn't talk that much about? It's a
1: good question. Um, You know, not to expose anything, but I, I think it's, Uh, a lot of times, as far as on these larger farms, when you do have people living there, sometimes the enemy is from within. And, you know, when I go onto a property and check a property, a lot of times it's not so much to make sure that somebody is not coming onto the property, but it's also for those people living on the property. If they have any issues, if they need, uh, if they have a question or if they've seen anything, then they can approach me because they see me. Um, and they'll say, hey, Jay, last night we saw this happening or this car drove by or we noticed that the horse is going to the same portion of the f- the same part of the fence, the same area, night after night. We're thinking someone is feeding the horse mm-hmm. and maybe trying to lure that horse out. So, it's it's a way that the people on the property can also, you know, they can communicate with me on a daily basis if anything happens as opposed to picking up the phone or just forgetting that I'm actually around. And that's why I do, you know, the the, the clients that I do have, I'm on their properties every single day, whether it's in the morning or at night, they always know that I'm coming through and they can always approach me and talk to me about something that they've seen that isn't quite right or something that uh, uh, they haven't seen before and they just have questions.
0: You must have you must like see so many wild things in your time. <laughs> um, are there any like, are there any like stories that you can share oh. not not details but anything crazy that's happened?
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah, when it comes to the horses and and that that particular industry, I don't really have a lot of stories other than, you know, there's, you know, people have stolen things, they've they we've gotten them back. It's it's been kind of crazy how they got away with it. And um, mm-hmm. you know, so I won't go into detail with that because I don't want any of my clients to think I'm talking about yeah. them, any incidences, but, you know, I, you know, as a cop, there's so many different things that went on, um, you know, just finding, you know, $500,000 in cash in the middle of a house that's empty, you know, oh those are things that are yeah. just, you know, just crazy that there's so much cash out there when it comes to money laundering.
0: Would you say overall, I mean, like, what would you rate Wellington as far as like safety goes? Because I feel like sometimes for um, us equestrians, we're, you know, a little bit in a bubble in the sense that um, we kind of like stick to the, you know, same neighborhoods and the same restaurants and then the horse show grounds, and we're in this little horsey bubble um, and kind of forget that. I mean, it's like a, a major you know, area with a lot more going on than just equestrian. So how would you, like, what are your two cents on that?
1: Yeah, so um, I can say confidently that Wellington is one of the safest cities in Palm Beach County. And I know that only because I've seen the statistics. I know the statistics. I was a part of those statistics as far as gathering them and presenting them to the county. Council at Wellington. Um, So I know that, in fact, Wellington is one of the safest cities in Palm Beach County. Now, do we have some incidences from time to time, especially in the winter time when there's an influx of people from other countries, other states? We do have, you know, incidents that happen. But overall, um, I think the reason Wellington has become so popular and is uh, such a wonderful place to come to uh, uh, for the winter. Uh, equestrian season is because it is safe, and you know you will have certain you know, incidences happen where you know a saddle's been stolen, tack has been stolen, but it's it's very rare. So it's 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 very safe. On a scale of one to ten, it's a nine point nine.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's that's definitely good to know. Um I am rarely there in the summer and even fall as are many equestrians kind of hightail it out of there, but Is there like a huge, I mean, obviously there is, like you were saying, a huge influx of um, people that come in for the winter season, kind of starting around Thanksgiving through April, May. Is like, what do you notice in Wellington when that huge dynamic kind of shifts with um, the rest of the year versus, you know, kind of the equestrian circuit?
1: Well, it's fairly simplistic, but it's traffic, number one. Traffic is uh, uh, increased, obviously. Restaurants are full, mm-hmm. wait time is longer, so there is a lot more activity. It doesn't make it in, in, um, unbearable at all, it's just that you do notice that there are more people in town, and it's not a bad thing.
0: So, as a local, you're not like, Oh man, all these equestrians no. back! <laughs> no,
1: no, no, not at all, not at all. I mean, they add to you know what Wellington is about and you know we miss them if they weren't here so it's uh, you know just to see all the horses all the time um the horse shows are awesome It's, it's just a great atmosphere
0: definitely well Jay thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your story and all of your expertise um I think that that is so amazing what you've done and what you've put together with Gold Shield and I wish you all the best
1: thank you Bethany I appreciate it